1: All right, right now, I'm talking with Chase Mason, a vocalist of Gate Creeper. They're going to be coming through May 10th at Numos with Narrowhead, 200 Stab Wounds, and Fearing. This is a headlining tour for you guys. Uh, last time I chatted with you, things were a lot different, but you're back on the road. First off, are you you down in Arizona right now?
2: Yes, I am Phoenix.
1: Right on, man. How's how's things been? Like last a uh, couple months, you guys have been hitting it pretty hard back on the road. How's it How's it been?
2: It's been awesome yeah like you know we couldn't tour for a year and a half or so, almost two years, mm-hmm. so um uh, we did our first tour back in september october last year, mm-hmm. um and then we just did the one in in January and february um so yeah, it's gonna be our our third one back, so we're we're fully back in the swing of things,
1: making up for all that time man,
2: yeah yeah, and it's it's cool, I think people are uh are hungry for it, you know, like people are excited to to go to shows again and see live music so it it's the, the energy is really really nice
1: I've really been digging some of the uh kind of like compilation videos you guys have been putting up on your social media kind of like showing people you know that shows are really getting buck wild out there uh are you in charge of putting those together
2: Yeah yeah I mean uh we try to do a lot of our our everything in house whether it's uh obviously the music but the all the visual stuff mm-hmm. um you know, I do some graphic design stuff, and we've been—I've been dabbling in video stuff. Our, our sound guy, uh, who goes on tour with us, he's been getting into video stuff, and he'll he'll record some of our live sets and yeah. record uh, whether it's the audio and the video, and then we compile it to a, a tour video or whatever it is. Um, you know, like a lot of the our flyers, t-shirt designs. You know, if, if I'm not doing it myself, or I'm working with somebody else to do it, or I'm finding new artists to you know, collaborate with and, uh, commission different stuff for us. So, um, we try to keep it all in house.
1: That is one thing that's really unique about you guys is, um, you know, aside from, you know, obviously the music and whatnot, just the visual representation of, of the tour and, and specifically like every show, it almost has like its own flyer. Uh, yeah. you do all of those yourself?
2: No, I don't do all of it myself. It, what I do is more kind of like curating. Oh, cool. Um, yeah you know, there's some stuff of it that I will, will handle myself. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that I've tried to find different artists to work with and people who kind of understand the, the visual uh, aesthetics that we're going for and trying to, you know, reuse those artists for multiple things. And, and I'm always looking for, for new people to do it. So that's why we're always trying to do, you know, Every tour, we have new shirt designs. um, Online store with new shirt designs, and like you said, you know, every show, ideally every every show has its own flyer. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, you you know, you kind of you kind of spoke about something there, curation and and curating, and specifically this tour coming up, your headline tour, uh, a very diverse curated show obviously you have the 200 stab wounds which is you know brutal death metal uh but then you have bands uh like fearing and narrowhead which are a lot different um you know just uh narrowhead's more of uh kind of post-hardcore melodic stuff and to be completely honest i'm not familiar with fearing uh was this uh something that you specifically you wanted to curate kind of a mixed bill
2: yeah absolutely um, I wanted to, you know, I wanted to have, I like going to, to mixed bill shows. I think, uh, I think it's a, it's a cool, um, just a cool vibe for, mm-hmm. to not just have to, not, not that it's a, a burden to sit through five metal bands because it's cool. You know, you like metal, you want to go see metal bands. Um, but I think if you're, if your tastes are a little bit broader, um, mm-hmm. you can appreciate, Maybe a little bit of dynamics within the uh, the the run of the show. So I tried to to lean heavily into that. Kind of my idea was kind of like a mixtape vibe. You know, like you're yeah. you're going to see a, a show of a mixtape that you'd make, which has different types of styles, um, and they're all different. But if you kind of look at it as a whole, there there is an overlapping element on a lot of them. You know, whether you know it might look like a huge difference between us and fearing, but there there's definitely some, some nuanced overlap, uh, of, of different things. Like, uh, you said you're not super familiar with fearing, but they're a band that I really like. They put out a record, uh, a couple of years ago, I think now that I was one of my favorites of the years called shadow. Mm -hmm. Um, I think they've got a new one out, but it's, yeah, it's like kind of post punk gothy sort of stuff that I really like. um, so so there you know it might sound a little bit different but it's definitely darker you know it's just a a different um a different type of darker music you know which i think as a whole i think it's cool and you know we're we're a metal band we're we'll always be a metal band we're a death metal band but we all like different types of music and i think that people that want to come see us or our fans or Mm -hmm. showgoers they also you know have different interests and uh, like all kinds of music and eclectic um, tastes. So we try to try to cater to that. And we, we, we try to do, you know, we just did a tour with obituary, you yeah. know? So it's like, you know, we, we can, we can do a straight up death metal tour or we can do different things. I try to, and you toured with try to Octopus, move around, which and,
1: is just like more of a hardcore and kind of metal core band. So,
2: yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's, it's definitely uh i don't want to say calculated but it's definitely the the type of things that we're doing there's there's thought behind all of it we're not just randomly putting things together and the uh the tours that we do choose to do Mm -hmm. um there's a lot of thought behind it and the tour like this tour is a tour that we put together yeah there's a lot of uh, thought put into it so it seems to be that the reception is has been pretty well there's definitely a couple a couple comments or whatever that people were like, oh, this is weird. But mostly people were like, oh, yeah, this is really cool. So that was that was, that was validating, and and I'm really excited for it.
1: Awesome. Well, uh, you know, the first couple years of when I was going to, like, punk shows and just going to, honestly, any concert when I was just a little kid, um, there would be a show that had, like, a really gnarly new metal band and then, like, a death metal band and then, like, a ska band and a punk band and i kind of miss the vibe of just like it all being in the mix
2: mhm so yeah yeah i i i had the same experience growing up and i feel like most people unless you're in a place you know so a huge city like la new york or something like that mm-hmm. where there's enough people into underground or sub subculture that there's enough people that it can be kind of segregated into different types. Yeah. But, you know, growing up in Phoenix, the Phoenix area, it's like, if you were into to weird, you're like into underground music, Yeah. then you'd go to a punk show, you go to a hardcore show, you go to a metal show, you mm-hmm. go to a, a ska show, you know, like whatever it is. And then all those bands would you know, sometimes they'd all be on the same show or there'd be the same people at the shows, no matter what the the different genre was. So, I think that that's you know maybe a little bit of a throwback to, to older days.
1: So this this upcoming tour, you know, is, is it's a headlining tour, and you just got off a couple of uh, support tours. Um, mm-hmm. Do you do you approach uh, that any different, or is it pretty much the same approach?
2: Um, I we definitely for this tour since it's our headlining tour and it's our first real headlining tour actually yeah um obviously our set's going to be a little bit longer Mm -hmm. um but we've definitely put a lot of work in preparation into making our you know having a little bit more of a stage show you know whether it's i mean we're not we're not guar or anything we're not gonna have (laughs) we're not gonna have pyro as much as i would like to have pyro um but you know just kind of adding some more details into it that you can put a little bit more uh time and effort into your, to your, um, you know, your stage show that you don't have to put up and tear down in, in, in 10 minutes as if you're, if your support on a, on a tour. So that's definitely a the, the biggest difference between this and other support tours that we've done.
1: Okay. Right on. Well, uh, you know, something i i meant to ask uh we were talking about kind of diverse lineups and stuff and i've seen you Mm -hmm. guys have been on you know some some kind of festivals that you wouldn't expect metal bands to be on festivals i saw i'm not sure if you did it yet or if it got postponed the post malone festival
2: oh yeah yeah that got uh post uh postponed or canceled or whatever it it might be but yeah we got we were that would have been cool. Uh, I mean, who knows? It might have been really weird for us. I'm not sure what our reception would have been, but I was excited for it.
1: What has been the most diverse or most random show you guys have ever played? Oh,
2: that's
1: a good question.
2: Um, I mean, that if that would have happened, that definitely would have been it. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure. It's a good uh I don't know. I don't I don't know the answer to that question off the top of my head. <laughs> no worries. No worries, man.
1: And like I said, you know, I actually interviewed Code Orange the other day, and I had some of these mm-hmm. kind of questions, and Jamie was just like, dude, I just woke up, man. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> he's like, I can't—he's just—just I just asked me the generic questions, man. Um,
2: I mean, it's one of those situations where as soon as we hang up the phone, I'll probably be like, oh, yeah, that was definitely the weirdest one, but— there's not one that sticks out. Maybe I'm blacking Maybe I'm trying to block it out of my mind forever.
1: There you go. So <laughs> in in one of those compilation videos that you put up on your on, kind of like showing some of the videos, I, I was watching your guitarist, big dude, was moshing during Knock Loose, and uh, yeah. it, it was he was just setting the pit ablaze. Man, uh, when was the last time you personally Chase got caught in a mosh? When was the last time you were in a pit?
2: Um. I staged over a couple times, uh, during obituary on the last tour.
1: Nice. Um,
2: that's kind of like a, a tour ritual that we have, like a, one of the, one of the last, uh, the last shows. Yeah. Um, all of us just get in it, you know, mm-hmm. but, and for this on the last tour with obituary, it was one of the last shows. Um, I think it might've been in New Jersey. I think it, we were, do, we were all stage diving because it was one of the few shows that didn't have a barrier. Um, so like us, everyone from our band, everyone from Enforce, everyone from, uh, even municipal waste, uh, everybody was, was stage diving and going crazy. It was, it was a lot of fun. Um, I've never been, uh, a huge mosher. I definitely mm-hmm. have never done the like hardcore dancing yeah. moshing. Yeah. yeah. That's, that, that's never been my thing. Um, I've definitely been in like a push pit. hmm Um, but above all those things, I would prefer to just stage dive, you know, more stage, which I I think it's in the same realm. Yeah. It's so I, I have staged it. I've staged over more recently than anything.
1: You know, I just, you mentioning this, I I didn't even prepare this question, but I think the first time that we talked during uh, the pandemic, um, it was right after everything got shut down and you guys were about to go on the decibel tour. Okay, and, and now you just yeah. finished up the decibel tour so it's just yeah it, that's awesome man that's cool that you guys got you know you got back on it and, and it actually worked out this time
2: yeah yeah I, I, we, that was a huge bummer because we uh in the 2020 when we were fully prepared to go um the tour got canceled just a couple of days before it's supposed to start so I mean, I think that every band that you've probably talked to all has a similar story of, you know, the the pandemic. Um, So it was cool that we were able to make it happen. It was a different lineup. We were the only band that was on the 2020 lineup that ended up being on the 2022 one. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think it was probably a better lineup for our band anyway. Um,
1: Less black metal and more thrash.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it was cool. We definitely... uh, we definitely appreciated being asked back and to get some sort of closure or, you know, retribution, whatever you want to call it.
1: It's got to be kind of wild, um, you know. Like, I know you know you're a huge fan of like old school death metal and 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 that kind of stuff. And you know, being able to be you know kind of road dogs with these bands that you looked up to, like Obituary. You know, and and just the other day I interviewed Max Cavalera. And he was talking about he's like, Oh, I love Chase from Gate Creeper. I love that band. I always see him because we live in Arizona. So it's like, Yeah, these people that, you know, it's corny to say, but they're kind of metal icons, you know. And now yeah. they're your 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 road dogs, you know. It's gotta be pretty cool, man.
2: It is really cool, man. I'm I'm super lucky. I'm super grateful to to be able to do what we're doing. Um it's I definitely have to like take a step back and, you know. I'm so afraid. like pinch myself sometimes like, Whoa, this is, this is crazy. You know, like these people are who I looked up to are arguably my peers now, mm-hmm. you know, um, they're definitely multiple steps ahead and they're, they have their, a whole legacy that they've already established, but yeah, we're, we're touring with them, you know, like we toured with cannibal corpse. That was probably the first, you know, big kind of bucket list one that we mm-hmm. did. And that was, that was five years ago now. Um, I don't know did I talk to you on that one cuz we we definitely played at Numos with uh Power Trip.
1: Yep, with Power I'm Trip. I'm not
2: sure. Cuz I know that I came down to the studio with you but that might have been with the Nails tour. I think I that can can was remember. the
1: Nails tour and then and then I saw you at the next one but um I yeah. t- I, I interviewed you. It was whichever one you didn't have a mustache on.
2: Uh oh yeah that was probably the Nails one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that I I I I think i got some sort of online whether it's facebook whatever a memory uh yep. a memory notification of of me being in your in the studio um oh but i, I was talking about the the cannibal corpse because you know we toured with them and we we, we broke down with them and we keep mm-hmm. in contact with them and then just went on the last obituary tour when we were in florida corpse grinder came to the show and he was just hanging out yeah. and it was like you know it was one of those moments where I was like, Whoa, this is, this is crazy. Like it's after the show. Everybody's like the other dudes are like taking shots with corpse grinder. And there's, it's like, well, this is, this is a weird reality that I live in. You know,
1: an unexpected reality. See what I did there. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Well, uh, I have to say it. Not everyone is so receptive to you guys or to, to the new generation. A couple months back on a not fest panel, Chris Barnes, the original vocalist of Cannibal Corpse, the vocalist of Six Feet Under, slammed the whole panel. Said he was disgusted by it or something. Uh, I chatted with the singer of Undeath. He actually thanked Chris Barnes for the free publicity. Uh, what was your reaction when you saw Chris Barnes's comments on your video?
2: Um, we were on tour when that happened. And
1: okay.
2: Ironically, we love Six Feet Under and like we listen to Six Feet Under in the van all the time. Sure. Um. So we were kind of like almost a little, not butthurt, but we were like, Oh man, that's kind of a bummer. Yeah. But, um, I thought, I thought it was funny, you know, like I definitely like in, in a normal situation, I wouldn't, I would just kind of ignore it. Sure. But in that case, I kind of like fired back a little bit just because it was funny. Um, and Chris Barnes might be kind of low hanging fruit at this point, as far as death metal. Um, and I know that there was a lot more. It was definitely a, a loaded thing because of his, yeah. you know, feud with Cannibal Corpse yeah, and yeah. It, whatever it is. So I, I didn't, I didn't really take it personally.
1: You guys got um, strays.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we were caught in the crossfire
1: totally. And
2: any, any part that I got involved in, it was purely just because it was fun. For sure. um, But overall, we were like we were a little bit bummed, I guess, because we do like six feet under and we, we still do like six feet under and that, that doesn't change that. But, um, it was just kind of a, a comical situation if anything.
1: Yeah. I gotta say, I, I have a, uh, just on my YouTube channel, I have, I don't have that many, you know, viewers or whatever on my YouTube, my personal YouTube channel, but, uh, th- this was like a couple weeks before, um, this whole, you know, not fest panel thing. I randomly, uploaded a video of him reading 6 feet under lyrics or cannibal corpse lyrics on metal shop just as part of a segment called brutal poetry and as soon as that fucking knot fest thing took off jesus christ dude my normal things on my youtube page have like maybe at most 300 views that thing has like 21,000 fucking views now it's like nice jesus dude <laughs> like i guess people were just like looking for anything Chris Barnes. It was just so funny that I was just like, people aren't watching my videos. They're just specifically looking for anything Chris Barnes, I think. So it was like,
2: yeah. All I right. Mean, you got, <laughs> you got the free publicity too, you know, Chris Barnes got his, everybody did. So. Yeah.
1: There you go, man. It was a stunt, you
2: know, it was a stunt.
1: What's the deal with, okay. So you obviously embrace it and kind of joke about it. Cause we, we talked about it recently or not recently, but on the last, um, interview we did you you have a license plate that says poser so you're kind of yeah. you know joke about it but it i've seen online there's like people that make meme pages dissing gate creeper like what's the mm. deal why are you guys like the punching bag at times of like these elitist metal underground people like i don't i don't get it you guys kick ass and yeah. is it just because you guys are young attractive people
2: <laughs> um I mean I think that it's because we put ourselves out there and like you said we, you know whether it's be putting on post-fest or whatever it is like we're not afraid to do something that's different you know mm-hmm. like our music we're not one of those bands that's like we're doing something that's different we're you know changing the game pushing the envelope we're just making stuff that we like you know that's obviously referential to you know old school death metal and the bands that we like but as far as how we present ourselves, I think that we have have presen- presented ourselves in a way that's more, I guess, accessible to people outside of death metal. Sure. And we've gotten like reception from that. Um, so that kind of like snowballs a little bit. Um, whereas, you know, say that there's someone that's like, I don't really like x music but i like these bands you know so someone's like i don't like a whole lot of death metal or metal but i like they named five bands so gatekeeper might be one of those bands now true yeah um however that happened and so i think that that has uh made people turn turn their backs against us uh who may have been a fan before who knows um and i think that it's just uh i don't know i i I do joke about it. I play into it um, sure. because I think it's funny. I think that there's a lot of, uh, it's kind of based on a lot of like misconceptions, maybe, you know, like a, a classic one that we used to get was like, Oh, they're, they're hardcore kids who just heard uh, obituary yesterday or whatever, or just heard bolt thrower or whatever it is, which is not true. You know, like that's it. So to start, I'm just like, I'm not even mad, I'm just like that's just not true. Yeah. Um but it was like a common thing I think we came up at, at a small window of when there was a huge crossover of like hardcore kids getting into death metal.
1: Like Black Breath. And there was a lot of
2: Breath. bands. Yeah, exactly. Black Breath. Um Trap Them, mm-hmm. you know like and then even bands, you know, 10 years ago where it was like Shabalba and, yeah. you know, that kind of brought in the the death metal thing into death, into a uh, hardcore. And we came up in that, you know? And so I think we got dismissal that way. Um, I think that we had a kind of a, a quick rise to where we're at, whether it's signing to relapse, you know, for our first album or whatever it is. I think people just want to look for a reason to discredit you. You know, it's not like, oh, they're, they're, they're doing this, band and they're able to find some sort of success and so they must be doing something some there must be some sort of like you know magic that's happening you know they must be uh industry plants or something you know like there's always people are just yeah i think people are just looking for a reason to you know discredit any sort of uh efforts that you've put in you know so i i think it's funny the the license plate thing was you know, I, uh, you know, I didn't get my driver's license until I was in my late 20s. And when I started the band, I didn't, I didn't even have a car. I was like taking the bus to work in my call center job. Yeah. And, uh, you know, fast forward several years later, I was able to buy myself a nice car Yeah, and people were, and it's, it's a white car and people were literally like, that's, that's not very metal. <laughs> and, so I was oh like, "Oh, no. right. So I got a license plate that said Poser on it just because I thought it was funny.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget.
1: It, you yeah. know what people can hate? Max Cavalera likes your band. I think you guys won. So I'm just yeah. going to say
2: that, dude. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, I, I, it doesn't bother it. I, I can't, I won't say that it doesn't bother me just because, you know, I'm a, I'm a, a sensitive person, I guess, you sure. know, like, uh, and I'm, some people in bands, they just are like, Oh, I don't read reviews. You know, like I don't read any of that. I'm one of the people that like, I do read all of it. Mm-hmm. Um, Whether it's like comments or whatever. So, being a human uh, a human being like you don't want to, you don't want to read people saying like mean things about you um but i think you have to have a little bit of thick thick skin and you can't just like pop off on anybody who is saying things no matter like i said no matter how hard i would like to correct someone and just say actually what you're saying is not true um i know better than that you know that's a losing game um so i i it doesn't bother me or i guess if it does bother me overall, it's like, it doesn't affect me in any way. You know,
1: if, if only Seth Putnam is still around, you guys could get the ultimate compliment and be the subjects of an anal
2: song. Exactly. I guess Chris Barnes is as close as it's going to get. Hey,
1: there you go. There you go. <laughs> Ch- uh, instead of uh, Kyle from Incantation has a mustache, it would be Chase from Gatecreeper has a mustache. That'd be the song. I would, I would love that. Uh, so, uh, we we didn't chat about this, but uh, after we discussed uh, the the new album last last time we talked, you guys uh, signed to Nuclear Blast, so congratulations on that.
2: Thank you, thank you. Uh,
1: how how did that come about, man? Did they were they just super pumped on everything you guys did with Relapse and wanted to yeah. sign you up?
2: Yeah, um, I mean there was a, there was a time period when before we had signed to Relapse and we had recorded our first record that we were kind of in limbo
0: mm-hmm. and
2: uh at the time Todd Jones uh put me in touch with the the guy from Nuclear Blast cuz Nails had just signed to Nuclear Blast yeah and right. there was a time when it was kind of in the mix then before we even signed to Relapse but mm-hmm. um I don't I think that they wanted to uh wait a little bit to see to see what we would do you know because sure. at that point that was we hadn't even put out a full length yet yeah um so we signed with relapse and it was awesome and uh we did our two records there and and, and there was time to see what you know see what else was going on so yeah. we kind of looked around was whether it was re- we were going to stay with relapse or do a different label so that we you know there was a little bit of a free agent status you know mm-hmm. um and you know we we nuclear blast came back into the into the picture and they you know, like you said they liked what we had done and they had uh we had definitely grown exponentially from when we had talked to them last and we had a couple records under our belt and a lot of touring and so um yeah we ended up uh, out of all the options that we had they ended up being the best one so we signed with them and they it, you know we did that almost definitely over a year ago Is during the pandemic and you know at that point uh we we had released deserted in at the end of 2019 and we hadn't really been able to tour Mm -hmm. on it um and then during the you know when we weren't doing shows we put out another record Mm -hmm. so i i I told him going into it it's like hey we're probably not going to do you know, I, I didn't want to sign and then, then be like Alright we need another record right now yeah. Like Okay, hey, we still have two records that we haven't even Toured on so we're going to take a little bit of time To just tour mm. and then we can get We can get into it for the next record so that's where we're at For now just this year we're just We're writing and stuff But we're just focusing this year on on Touring as much as we can Killer.
1: Well, you answered my next question, so, you know, yeah. Uh, Awesome. Dude, so Chase, uh, just a couple stupid questions here to end this interview. So, uh, Pusha T recently wrote an Arby's theme song, Dissing McDonald's. If Gate Creeper were to have to choose one fast food chain to write a song for, who would it be?
2: Uh, I think my band as a whole would say uh, Texas Roadhouse. Ooh, Okay. Yeah, we that's our you know, if we have a day off on tour, we're going to Texas Roadhouse.
1: Texas Roadhouse, all right, that'd be hard too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. awesome, man. Well, again, uh, Gate Creeper going to be coming back, uh, May 10th at NUMOS with Narrowhead 200 stab wounds and fearing. It is their, uh, their headlining tour through the U.S., and we're stoked to get you back in the Northwest. Uh, any final words for the Northwest before we let you go?
2: Uh, you just covered it. Like, you know, it's our first time back there in a while. The last two tours that we've done um, haven't hit the Northwest at all. Yeah. So um, it's been over two years since we've been there. And uh, we're, we're very excited to be back. We've played at Numo's a couple times. Yes. It's a great venue. Um, so we're excited. Awesome.
1: Chase, Thank, thanks for chatting, man.
0: Of course, man. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance.